Hello, I'm here with my good friend and accountant and CPA, Patrick Wanzer with Somerset Advisors and CPAs. Patrick, hello. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Oh, man, it's a little bit crazy out there, but <laughs> it sure is. I asked Patrick to come and do a meeting with me about the Small Business Administration, um, basically the forgivable loan that's available to, I don't want to say small businesses. It sounds like a lot of people are included, but I had some questions and Patrick and I were emailing over the weekend and I thought, hey, if I have questions, other folks have questions too. So we're going to do like a little Q&A here. Thanks again for being here, Patrick. Oh, so, happy to do it. Um, kind of focusing on the forgivable loan, what, what is this? Well, it's a new loan that was just passed uh, by, the, by the $2.2 trillion legislation that got signed by the president uh, late last week. And the forgivable loan, is, it's, it's an SBA loan called a 7A loan. And what they've done is the SBA has partnered with SBA preferred lenders, banks, and basically they're creating a loan to help with basically payroll. Um, to, so you can maintain and keep people on your on your payroll staff. The idea behind it is it's better for the business to keep the employee on payroll than to have them go on, on unemployment because once this ends, um, the jobs will still be there, the people will, will still be there. Remember, this is a health care crisis, not a financial crisis. So the, the economic impact is, isn't because the fundamentals of the economy are terrible, it's a health care issue. So we want to, the SBA wants to make sure you can keep your employees on staff for you know, the next few months that we're in this situation, and then once it ends, we can start um, just jump back and it's as if you know, the, the jobs are still there. And so Patrick, who is eligible for this forgivable type loan? Sure. Um, who is eligible? Is any small business under 500 employees? Businesses that have over 500 employees may still be eligible if they have no more than 500 employees at a um, individual location. Um, but this will mostly focus on small businesses and and uh, the people that we're probably broadcasting this to right now. Most of them are not, are, are smaller than 500 employees. But basically, if you have um, you're a small business, you have less than that, um, and you. Um, <laughs> are able to have payroll and keep them on payroll, you're, 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 you're eligible. So basically, if you are in business as of January 31st, 2020, and you had uh, employees, you're eligible to apply for this loan. Now, there are a lot of things that go into the loan, a lot of aspects to it, but it's very broad eligibility to be able to apply for that loan. That's awesome. And then what about such as law firms, that may only have one employee, the owner. Are those people going to qualify if they're on payroll? Absolutely. Yep, sole proprietors will qualify. Um, uh, independent contractors, they qualify as well. Um, you know, they're, not to get too much into the weeds because there's the application process where some of that will be vetted out in that process, but absolutely. You don't have to have a huge staff of four or five people in order to be eligible. If you are a solo attorney, you still may be eligible for this loan to cover that payroll. Yes. That's awesome. And Patrick, do we, do anybody who's going to apply for this need to put up any type of collateral, anything like that? No, not at all. Um, so if, if you don't mind, I'll just give the, the quick particulars on, on the loan, what's available, what you can have. Um, the 7A loan, you can borrow up to $10 million. Um, but basically, the way they'll calculate what you can borrow is two and a half times of your average monthly payroll from uh, February 15th through June 30th of last year. I know that sounds a little complicated, but basically you take those three months, take your average monthly payroll times two and a half, 
That's the amount of money that, that, that you can borrow. And it can cover up to eight weeks of payroll. Now, here's the thing. Um, if you use the money to cover payroll, to keep people on staff, then the loan potentially can be completely forgivable. Basically, the government turns it into a grant, and it's yours. You, you had it. You can use the loan for other items, but those it, it just wouldn't be forgivable at that point, that money. For example, if you paid utilities or rent. But you have up to 10 years to pay that back, an interest rate no higher than 4%, um, and uh, you can get deferral on payments up to six months. So you, it's still a pretty good deal, but basically it's to help maintain people's payrolls, to keep people on the, uh, working for the firm. And then, uh, I, so what I did was I texted quite a few of my friends who own small businesses, and one of the other questions was, what if a person has terrible credit? Is this still an option for them? Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, um, you can apply it just on your, on, on your credit score alone. That could get it for you. So if you have great sterling credit, that might be great as well. But um, you still should be uh, maybe eligible for it. Now, there is no guarantee that any one application will be accepted, obviously. So there are some, some caveats to that. But just because the credit rating may, be, may, may not be good. Um, also, it's, if, if you have a firm and you're showing payroll and you're showing a good business, um, that's going to figure into it a lot as well, factor into it a lot. Um, there's a lot of documentation that is going to be asked for. Um, and the application process isn't the easiest on the planet, but that's where Summer at CPAs comes in because we have the ability to really navigate that process um, and facilitate a way for, your, for the potential um, people taking out the loans to get that application in and then work with you to say, hey, this is where we may, we may need to go or this is the documentation that we need. And so when you said, you know, if you use it towards payroll costs, it's potentially forgivable as a grant. Mm -hmm. are, they, is the, is there, are they interpreting payroll costs broadly, narrowly? What is your understanding at this point? That's actually an, an excellent question um, because uh, I was, um, when I was doing my, my research on some of the specifics this weekend, I thought that as well. But when it comes to eligible costs, it's compensation. Um, it's vacation, sick, family leave. It is payments for provisions of group health care uh, benefits and retirement plans, um, and it's payment of state and local tax assessed on employee compensation. So if, a, if you have a local um, affiliate that taxes uh, compensation, it can be used for that as well. So those are eligible costs, but there are a few costs that are not, are not eligible. Um, compensation over $100,000, um, they say is not eligible. Now, what is unclear is, let's say your, your compensation is 120, can you get 100,000 covered? And not the 20 or can you get none of it covered that's a little bit unclear uh, and so we're still trying, trying to figure that out but also compensation for people whose principal residence is outside the US I don't think that's gonna be an issue for any of uh, anybody in this area here but it is just something just to keep in mind so I understand there's a little bit of confusion about whether or not someone making more than a hundred thousand is totally excluded or up to that amount um, I'm hoping you guys go for up to that amount as opposed to disagreeing immediately <laughs> but right no and and i'd be i'd be surprised if if somebody is uh again at a you know one hundred five thousand dollars and they say you can't get anything um uh, you know that just doesn't necessarily f sound great but it's something where if you're making three hundred fifty thousand dollars they're not going to cover all of that as well so um but it's just, again it's just a little unclear and that's where again you know working with with somerset in the application process we're still figuring out, because the law was just passed last week. 
So, you know, it's, it's still kind of a fluid situation. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a, what was called a 7B loan available prior to the 7A loan. Um, and that was uh, uh, through, directly through the SBA. And you could borrow up to $2 million. You didn't need a personal guarantee over 200,000, a 30 year amortization rate, whatever, but you had to pay it back. Um, some businesses may, may, it may be better to get that loan, and that's where Somerset will, sit, will step in and, and, and evaluate and work with you and say which one would be better. Most likely the 7A is, is, uh, is, is the better way to go, but each case is individual, and each case has its own set of facts. As you know, as an attorney, each case Absolutely. is individual. Absolutely. <laughs> so Patrick, I know, we're, I know the purpose of the, the 7A loan is for payroll, payroll direct responses, but Rent, mortgage, utilities, interest, those are not included. You can pay it, but it's not going to be forgivable. Is that the understanding right now? Yes, that's absolutely right. So um, if, you, if you use those, the, the money for items other than maintaining payroll, and what they're going to do is they're going to basically say, uh, did you keep your people on staff? Did, did you maintain your staff level you know, and, 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 and your salary level? Now, whether or not they're going to say this particular dollar was from the loan and this dollar was from a client, you know, that's... I, there's no indication on that. But basically, if you take the loan and you pay a rent, but you still have to lay off people or something, that's where then that loan may, it, it would not be forgivable. But the idea is to maintain your staff, help you for eight weeks, cover the payroll for your staff so you can keep them on. Even if your business, if your workload drops for a, for a month, you're still able to cover the payroll for them. And so it's important for anybody watching this, we are filming this the first business day after this has been signed into law. And so yeah. things are changing and I really appreciate you putting yourself out here and you know, you're on the front lines with me. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, how fast, once a person applies, how fast are they talking about getting this program going, getting money into people's pockets? Well, that's the thing is there's, um, there's still a little unclear on how quickly the money will actually get to people, but what they're, what we're anticipating is kind of a rush to apply for these loans. Um, Unfortunately, anybody can apply for a loan from between now and June 30th, okay? Up to June 30th, you can apply for the loan. Um, but there's no guarantee that the total pool of money provided by the government is gonna last if, if everybody on the planet is applying for the loan. So the sooner you get the application in, the sooner you'll get your money and the sooner you, you know you'll be eligible and, and be able to take, take a, a piece of that pie. How quickly you get the money, I don't have a specific time frame um, on that, but um, it would, I would assume it would be pretty quickly because they don't want to have to wait months and months to get the money to you. Oh, that'd be horrible. You know, yeah. be. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's what, there, there's a tweet's whole purpose. So obviously the money will be, getting to, will be gotten to you quickly, just um, an exact day, obviously, um, don't know that. But just really quickly, that's where Somerset is able to really promote and, and, and uh, put the application in the process. We have a whole team dedicated specifically and solely to the application process for the SBA loans and we have a whole queue and they're just cranking through them, working with the clients, getting these applications filed. And they have, we have great relationships with a lot of SBA preferred banks in the area that we have contacts with already. They are, are, are up to date on what's going on and we're helping them be able to um, get ready to, to, to handle the influx of applications. So the sooner you go, the better. And using a, a company like our firm like Somerset can really make sure the application is correct and get you the money fast. And I just, anybody listening to this, Patrick has been doing my taxes for about three, maybe four years at this point. And so I am so grateful I met you at that bar association function four years ago, because yep. I know for a fact my stuff is already 
to rock and roll. And um, it, it gives, literally it makes me, I slept really good last night knowing that, well, last two nights knowing that you guys are ready to move on this. And um, Absolutely. I'm going to throw some curveballs at you, Patrick. And I don't okay. want to keep you on your toes here. So the conditions to have the loan forgiven is keep employees employed. Yep. That's the goal of this, of this program. Yep. What, what about if there's a situation where a small business is forced to reduce pay? Can they still qualify for forgiveness? Sure. And, and it's, it'd be a portion. It would be a, a, a proportional to the amount of payroll or people that you, you are able to keep on, keep on the payroll. So if you have 10 staff and you, you're forced to lay off three for some reason, whatever, um, you would still be able to get forgiveness, but we'd have to calculate the forgiveness and it would be a portion. Now the forgiveness is a separate application. So at the end of the loan, um, you have to apply for the loan forgiveness and provide more documentation to actually see how much is actually forgivable. But there's a calculation to determine how much of that loan can be forgiven. And so what about situations where, say we have 10 employees or a company has 100, and hey, everybody has to take a 10% reduction in pay across the board. Is that reduction in pay? So not, no one's getting laid off, but hey, times are tight, tighten that belt. Is right. that going to mess with the loan forgiveness? It's not going to mess with the loan forgiveness. Basically, what will happen is you'll take your average monthly payroll from February through June of last year, and then and that times two and a half percent or two and a half is what you're going to borrow. So basically, for that week at those eight weeks, you can increase the pay back to the original level for the for that eight weeks. Um, and so, and it won't impact your ability to apply for the loan because you know before I mean like. Like you said, this is the first business day since the law has been signed into, into law. If three weeks ago you reduced pay on your staff by 10%, you know, I, you're not going to be ineligible because of that because you didn't know this was, was, was coming down the pipeline. And that was my next question. What if you are, well, some people have already reached out to me saying, hey, I've already laid people off. Is there any point for me applying for this? And it sounds like the answer is yes. Yes, because, because the loan is retroactive to February 15th. So let's say you laid off people on the 1st of March, but they were employed on the 15th. They're considered employed bring them back on staff, bring them back on payroll, and, and, and they'll consider it retroactive back till then. So you still can bring those people back from being, uh, being laid off, bring them back on staff, yes. And so Patrick, you said, you know, there's a separate application process for forgiving the loan mm -hmm. at the end of the loan. When is the, is June 30th when people start applying for forgiveness because that's the end of this? Well, I believe you, it's, it's, there's, uh, yeah, I think there's a six month window to start applying for the forgiveness. Um, most likely, if you've fulfilled all the requirements for forgiveness, you'll want to get that application in early just because you don't want to have to start making payments um, and that sort of thing. But, um, but I believe there's a six month lag, to even, even if you have to make payments, you can uh, defer for like six months before you start making those payments. Um, and then that, in, in that time frame, you apply for the forgiveness. Because here's the thing, let's say you borrow $20,000 and you can forgive $15,000. You don't want to make payments on a $20,000 loan, you want to make payments on a $5,000 loan. So getting that forgiveness application in earlier allows you to get a good idea of what you would have to pay back if you do. So Patrick, that's, that's, that's fantastic advice. It always seems to benefit to act early and act fast. Yes. Especially with proper guidance. Yes. Um, so the taxes, um, are there any taxes on the forgiven parts? No, it's, it's, it's like a grant. You get the money, it's a grant, and the government just, you know, you just kind of go on with the business. There, it's, it's not taxable income. And again, remember, the point is to keep people on payroll. It doesn't benefit the government then to, to give you that and then tax you for it because 
you know, um, it's in essence, it's just reducing the amount of money they gave you to cover payroll. So, um, so it isn't, um, but it's, again, the intent is for you to keep your staff employed. So the, 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 for you, the 7A loan is not counted as income for the small business. Now, right. when the small business pays their employees, the payments will still get normal tax. For the oh, of course. Okay. Yes, it's normal payroll as if uh, you have your withholding tax, you have your, 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 your FICA taxes taken out, your state and local income taxes, those things, all of that still. Any deductions you have for, you know, your 401k or your health insurance, all that stuff. It's like a regular payroll. All it is is the government is giving you money to cover it for eight weeks. And so you, you've addressed some of this, you know, what happens if a portion of the loan is not forgiven? You have 10 years at a four and a half or 4% interest rate. Mm -hmm. Are there any prepayment penalties that you can see? No, no, not only are there no prepayment penalties, there are, are also no SBA fees, no loan fees to apply for the SBA loan. So um, in a normal SBA, obviously with any loan process, you know, there's always, always fees to the loan application process. The SBA has waived all loan fees for this particular loan. And say, you know, you have to spend some of this money on non-payroll. When does the repayment start? Um, that's a good question. I'm not exactly clear because I think it's more of an individual basis for each particular client. When they apply for the loan, they'll get an, a they'll get a set amortization schedule when repayment would have to occur. And again, it goes back to most likely you're not going to have to even start repayment until you're able to apply for the forgiveness and know how much you actually have to repay. And Patrick, um, we talked about you know going back to February 15th, mm -hmm. this eight week period. This eight week period does it have to start on February 15th or is it a moving period? Oh, it's no, no, it's, it's, it's a moving period. The eight weeks is, is basically, that's the amount of, uh, of payroll assistance you're going to get. You can f make payroll for up to eight weeks. The 15th of February, that's just the date at which it's retroactive. So if you had employees, then you can bring them back. And, um, and that's where you kind of are, are calculating your average monthly income. But the eight weeks, it's not eight weeks from then. It's, it's going forward. It's to cover the eight weeks going forward because this is when we need the money the most is to be able, because you've already paid them. If you have had people on staff already through mid-March, you've already paid them since February. So what you want to do is bring them back and keep them going forward. So Patrick, so businesses, I talked to some of my friends and they're saying, hey, you know, we know that new business isn't coming in the door. We're still getting some payments for old business. Mm -hmm. So March isn't going to look as terrible as we know April is going to be. Right. Any kind of proof that a business has to show like, hey, I've been impacted and the numbers for this month don't necessarily mean too much because next month and the month after does that make sense it does it makes absolutely makes sense because i what i'm what i'm hearing you ask is basically the loan is for a covid 19 damage you you've been damaged by by the coronavirus how do you prove that what if you didn't lay off any staff have you been damaged well it's very 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 broad understanding of this is basically everybody's been impacted by this so what we're doing is um saying yeah, you can apply for it. Yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're going to get it. And just because you had a good March, again, they're anticipating maybe your April isn't going to be as good. And that really shouldn't impact the application process. That is awesome to hear. And um, a couple of my friends, I'm friends with a lot of owners of small businesses, a lot of law firms, other, other mom and pop places. Mm -hmm. One of the issues, you know, when you first met me, I was kind of in this boat. My books weren't as good as they have been. Mm -hmm. So a couple of the people have been reaching out to me like, well, I, there's no way I'm going to qualify. I don't know if I could get payroll for the last year that quickly. I, I need to update things. I got a deferment on filing. I'm behind. To those people that just feel overwhelmed, like, oh, I, there's no way I can do this. I, I'm so far behind. 
give them some advice, the first thing they should be doing right now. Okay, so the first thing that they should be doing right now is is looking to a get their books in order if they can, and if they need to, you know, retain some services of a of an, a, a a CPA or an accounting professional that that may be helpful. But here's the thing with payroll: if they have payroll, they have payroll tax returns, they have W twos that they've that they've given to um, to employees. That information works as well. Maybe they don't have their books that show the payroll that's paid every month, but they have payroll tax returns that have been filed with the IRS. Those have to be provided during the application process anyway. So that information, so the payroll information is easily easy to extract, especially if you use a payroll provider. Now, if you do your very own payroll, do it all on your own, which not very many people do because it's, it's a complicated process, then it may get a little bit more difficult and you would definitely want an accounting professional to come in and help you with that. That's just for the loan process. For getting those books in order, though, going forward, this may be a great opportunity to reassess and say, hey, you know what? I really kind of do need to get my books a little bit in order. It doesn't have to be immaculate. You don't need, you know, a, an, an Oracle system or an SAP system. You know, something as simple as QuickBooks Online works great, but it helps you get your books in order, and then you know exactly how well your business is running for yourself on a regular basis. But pertaining to the loan, your payroll tax return should have the information that you need in order to get the, the, the payroll information that you need. Patrick, thank you so much for coming here and talking with me about these questions. What is the best number to reach you if someone has a question? Good question. I have written it down because I'm still trying to remember my phone number. Um, they can reach me at area code 317-472-2188. That's my phone number at, at, at the firm. They can also reach me on my cell, 317-413-7120. You can also email me at pwanzer, that's W-A-N-Z-E-R, at somersetcpas.com. Somerset is spelled S-O-M-E-R-S-E-T-C-P-A-S.com. I just want to let anybody watching this, Patrick really cares. I've known him for about four years now, and he has guided me through some, some very fantastic times for my firm, and he's gotten my books in order, and he's made everything as painless as possible. And I know that you know, you're awesome at your job, and I really appreciate you being here, Patrick.